Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Deejans, it is Thursday, January 11th. Saban calls it a day. Pete Carroll was ousted, and we've got some NBA and NHL to bet on. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, you are the resident college football guru around here. Uh, what do you make of this whole Saban retirement? Um, it was about time, I think. I, you know, the guy's 72 years old. He's been around the game a long time. He'd been at Alabama. For 17 years, he's won seven national titles, and the ones that he didn't win, um, he was, you know, probably in the playoff or lost the game. Come to think of it, in the, the 17 years he was at Alabama, the worst season they had was two losses. Like, the guy just doesn't lose. Um, but he had nothing else to prove. I think maybe he was. it was time to retire. I think the timing is probably right because you've got kids that are looking at transfer portal, nil deals, the upcoming signing period for uh, the high schoolers is coming up. So I think the timing makes sense. The big question now, at least to me, is who wants that job? Because, you know, you're, you're following in the footsteps of a legend, arguably debatable, the greatest college football coach in the history of college football. Who really wants to be in that shadow? I, I know some names are being thrown out there, but I think you're going to see a lot of people be like, yeah, I'll pass. We'll, we'll let the Mike Shulas or somebody of the world go fuck it up for a while and then come in and rescue the program. So two part question, uh, part one, what are the names that you're hearing? And then part two, who do you think takes the job? I've heard, I've heard, um, why do I want to say that Dabo Sweeney up at Clemson, um, for some reason that I cannot fathom Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame's name has come up, uh, Lane Kiffin over at Mississippi state, a few other names that I'm not familiar with. Um, and then a couple names that I don't think they would take it just because they've got established programs. Dabo Sweeney is the one that probably scratches the surface. I mean, he's he's built an incredible program at Clemson. I don't know why he would entertain leaving it uh, to go to Alabama. But, uh, I mean, Dabo Sweeney is going to be the top of the list for anybody who's interested in looking for a head coach. Marcus Freeman, I mean, he's only been at Notre Dame for two years. He's been, I guess, successful, but not at the level of, Alabama. So that one's really kind of curious to me. He's young. Lane Kiffin actually worked under Nick Saban. 
So that's kind of the guy that I think might, he's got the ego. He's got the, you know, the brass, he's got the balls really to, to do it. But the other thing is when he left Alabama, he was kind of chased. I don't want to say fired, but he was kind of chased out. Um, he was just the offensive coordinator, but, um, I think Link, if we don't hear him in the news for all the wrong reasons, like we used to, you know, a decade ago, so maybe he's matured, but I, I think if I'm Alabama, Lane Kiffin is probably close to the top of the list. Uh, what about the, uh, I guess a couple of coaches that made the, the final four, uh, we're probably talking about, uh, Dan Lanning from Oregon, right. And then, um, uh, the guy from uh, Washington, um, tells his name like uh, Kalen DeBoer, right? What about one of those two guys? They they made it to the Final Four. They they've proven that they could build winners, not in the SEC. Maybe one of those guys. Maybe I think it would be a money grab because from a competition standpoint, why would you want to go? They Alabama's schedule set for next year. They've got to play a Georgia. They've got to play one of either Oklahoma or Texas who are joining the SEC next year. LSU is an up-and-coming program in the same side of the division. Uh, Mississippi State or, or Ole Miss, excuse me, with Lane Kiffin. Um, I mean, that was an 11-win team this year. Like, you're Washington or Oregon. Why? 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 You're, you're going to the Big 12 where you're, you're really going to have your way and only have to beat each other. Why would you want to go to the SEC? If you really want to win a national title, why would you want to go to the SEC in Alabama? I, I wouldn't want to. Are, are they names that belong in the conversation? Absolutely. Um, but I'm just looking at it from a winning standpoint and an expectation standpoint. Understand, Alabama has been so successful. A three or four loss season – by a head coach, they're going to be calling for their heads. Like this, this is a really tough job and a tough act to follow at Tuscaloosa and following Nick Saban. Do you think a guy from the NFL might drop down to college to take on this specific role? I mean, there's a lot of money in coaching um, college football, right? Sometimes more money in coaching college football than the NFL. Uh, it's a big name job. Uh, maybe someone like D'Amico Ryan, a guy that went to Alabama. Now, I, 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 I don't think he's a Saban guy. I think he predates even Saban uh, when he went there. But he's had some success in the NFL already. Does he forego that NFL success after this year to maybe take a big-time job in college football? Do you, could you see that happening? No. I could maybe see a an NFL coach, but I don't think D'Amico DeMarco, DeMarco Ryan – I don't think that's the guy he's, I mean, with what he's got with CJ Stroud, like, why would you leave that job? Like he's really landed in a sweet spot. I don't think he would be the guy, but um, I'm drawing a blank. Maybe you'll remember who was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He was a college guy. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that could, that could be a candidate out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Kingsbury might be that kind of guy. Um, yeah, there's, there's some guys out there. Maybe if Harbaugh doesn't go to the NFL, maybe the, uh, the guy that took over for him during his suspension would, 
maybe entertain that. I I don't know, but um, I think they've got to make a splash. Like, it's just too high profile of a job for Alabama not to make a splash. They paid Nick Saban an absorbent amount of money, so salary isn't going to be uh, anything that hinders them from signing whoever they want. Um, but I think it's going to be – if it's going to be a NFL guy, it's going to be an NFL guy who's failing and wants to go back to the college ranks. I don't think it's anybody who's having success in the NFL is going to leave where they're at. You mentioned making a splash, and the name I'm about to say would make a huge splash, but I don't think Alabama does it because this guy hasn't quite proven to be a huge winner, and that is Deion Sanders. Uh, well, you know, they do do those Aflac commercials. Um, here's what I do. Look, I think Deion Sanders, especially with, with his son going into the NFL next year, would be a I mean, he's very familiar with the nil, the transfer portal, and getting high-profile players. Like, Deion Sanders would probably be worth a look, and I can't see where, you know, that's a job hopper situation, right? If you go to Alabama, short of maybe the NFL, you're not going anywhere. You're This is a, this is a career move at Alabama. That would be, that would be a, I, I could see that Deion maybe. I don't do think that Alabama is not going to do this without a recommendation or something from Nick Saban. Nick Saban's been doing this so long, and I'm not entirely familiar with the coaching tree, but there is a ton of coaches from his coaching tree that are coaching in the college ranks and maybe even in the NFL. George uh, Kirby over at uh, Georgia, Kirby Smart. That's his guy. That was his offensive coordinator for the longest time. And look what he's doing over at Georgia. So maybe unlike Belichick assistants, they might want to stay within that Saban coaching tree. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the avenue they go down. Yeah, it's quite possible. Someone like Bill O'Brien, um, you know, comes back down, right? He was, he was there with uh, Saban for some time. Um, it doesn't look like the situation in New England is going quite well. So maybe you got a guy like Bill O'Brien or, uh, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin probably makes the, the most sense out of, out of that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The uh, legend retires and uh, there's going to be vultures circling to try to get that job because that is one of the most sought after jobs in all of sports. I'm not even going to say like college football. The Alabama job is one of the elite jobs. It doesn't come open. <laughs> I guess once every 17 years, maybe. Um, but he's he's made it a special, special role. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, in the NFL, kind of surprising. We hadn't really been hearing about this, but Pete Carroll was pushed out of the head coaching position in Seattle. Uh, he had been there for 14 years, I believe, right? And he had won a Super Bowl, got to another Super Bowl, had made this Seattle team a competitive team, missed out on the playoffs this year. Uh, they made the playoffs last year, missed out the playoffs the year before, transitioned away from their quarterback, Russell Wilson, which seemed like the smart move because of what's happened with Russell Wilson since leaving Seattle has not been great for Russell Wilson. Um, but Pete Carroll out and... It's weird. He doesn't seem like he's ready to retire from coaching. So he might actually be open for another coaching position in the NFL, even though they're they're offering him an advisor role or some kind of executive role to stay in Seattle. 
what do you make of the Pete Carroll situation? Does does he end up going elsewhere? And um, a three part question, I guess. Uh, who, who's going to come in to replace him? Um, I don't think he goes elsewhere, despite how Pete Carroll looks. Like I, any person my age, your age, any age, should aspire to look like Pete Carroll at his age. The dude's in his early seventies. He looks absolutely fantastic. I believe he still has all of his wits and faculties. Like this guy didn't forget how to coach. What I think this comes down to is I think the Seahawks are kind of eyeing a transition and probably at the quarterback position. I'm I'm kind of reading between the lines here that Geno Smith is no spring chicken, right? He hasn't been bad, but I think maybe they're looking to take that next step into the future of who's going to be their field general um, for the next 10, 12 years. And when you do that, what you'd like to do is get your head coach and your quarterback, you know, at the same time or on, on the same wavelength of, of, of how you prepare and how you build your team. Well, at, in his early 70s, Pete Carroll probably could have po- coached another one or two years, but not another five, six, ten years. I believe the Seahawks are looking to draft a quarterback. The Seahawks are going to be looking for a younger coach, and that's why they offered Pete Carroll an opportunity to stay uh, in executive or management or something to train, maybe have a a smooth transition there. Um, who it could be, I mean, man, he's not an offensive field general by any stretch, but God, you gotta you gotta look at Mike Rabel. Like, yeah. would Mike Rabel yep. yeah. be a perfect fit in Seattle? Get, get the guy an offensive coordinator, let him play with the defense, and I think Seattle could be a really dangerous team. Yeah, I mean, a guy that probably will get a look would be uh, Shane Waldron, who is the Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator. Um, he was a guy that was a Sean McVay guy um, before he became a offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Um, he's made uh, Geno Smith look pretty good there. So if he doesn't get the coaching job, maybe he hangs on as OC. You bring in Vrabel to kind of fix that defense. That team was known for its defense, but it's lacking over the last few years. Draft a rookie quarterback, uh, build up that defense again. You get the Legion of Boom 2.0. Maybe that's the play. Um, so Vrabel is a guy. Uh, Shane Waldron's a guy you talk about. Um, if you're looking at to revamp the offense or do something innovative, um, Ben Johnson's going to get a lot of looks. He's the offensive coordinator for the Lions. He is really he's he he did something that Sean McVay couldn't do. He made Jared Goff into a quarterback. So I, you know he might I have mean, his pick. He might have his pick of jobs. Ben he'll Johnson have his is pick of every job. He'll, on the he list. Yeah. will have any job he wants. I will say. I will probably say this: If I'm looking around the league, it's Harbaugh one, Ben Johnson two. When it comes to who's going to have the pick of the litter. Really. Um, and then another guy that they'll probably look at, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, former Atlanta Falcons defense coach, uh, form, uh, defense coordinator for the Cowboys and former defense coordinator under Pete Carroll at Seattle. So those are those are kind of the names that I think would probably make sense there in Seattle. But um, yeah, I, it was a surprise. It was, it was a surprise to see Pete Carroll was pushed out. I mean, it was a surprise until it wasn't a surprise. 
because the way that you broke it down and the way you know the like that that was when logic set in it's like yeah you know it was probably right <laughs> you know it's, it's a, a trade a player a year earlier you know type situation it's like you know this is a transition period for the seattle seahawks and and now might be the time to to look and there's a lot of coaches that might be available um don't want to miss out on the harbaugh train too if you if you have any any inkling if you're a coach uh, if you're an owner or a gm if you've got any inkling that harbaugh could be a fit there and you're not 100 percent sure about your coach you make the move right um i mean th- I won't say that there's a uh, few coaches, but I, c- I can't name a ton of coaches in the NFL where their jobs are really, really secure. Um, Andy Reid, <laughs> he ain't going anywhere, right? Um, I guess uh, Screech Powers down in Miami, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. That's that's for sure. Uh, Shanahan probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shanahan's another one. That's that's uh, um, uh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh's not going anywhere, right? Like, McVay. Uh, um, McVay's not going anywhere unless he wants to retire. I probably say Mike McCarthy. No. Because of the loyalty factor in they Dallas. Lose the, they lose to the Packers, man. And it could be. Yeah, that you you could be right there. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the guy, the guy, the young guy's name up there in Cincinnati? He's, he's not, going oh, yeah, anywhere. yeah, Taylor. Taylor's not going anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah, if you could tell, he's not going anywhere. I mean, 10. I mean, really, like about, about 10 guys 10. who have secured, yeah, less, less than 10 that I would put as job security. Um, same thing, I don't, Dabble's not going anywhere this year, this year, after this year, who knows. Um, Oh, Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. Yeah, Campbell's Dan, Dan yeah, Campbell's he's, set. He's set. He's set for a while. Other than that, I mean, yeah, you're you're saying maybe ten teams at most. So if you're on the fringe of saying it's like I don't hundred percent know about our coaching situation, and you've got a chance to talk to uh, Harbaugh, you're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> I'm just saying oh, you're gonna fucking absolutely. do it. <laughs> so. We'll see what happens there in Seattle as well. All right, let's take a quick break. We do have some sports to bet on. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little Mad? If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back possibly never even left you. All right, Six Panther, you did not like the NBA today. I've got three in the NBA, so I'm I'm carrying the load in the NBA, and then you'll take over in hockey because I hated hockey today. <laughs> I'll tell you what I really don't like. I don't like being back on the road doing this. I, I was spoiled. You DJs were spoiled by me being at home, having a computer computer monitor in front of me, being able to look at stats and schedules and have all that. And now I'm back to my old school pen and paper, just writing shit down and rolling with it off the top of my head. NBA, you're right. I did not like the slate. I'm not even entirely sure I like this game. The Brooklyn Bets are going to Cleveland, take on the Cavs. I, you know, the Cleveland minus three and a half seems like a no brainer. But then when you think about it, you're like, shouldn't that be a little bit worse? Maybe it's a little skittish. I don't know, but I'll trust the Cavs at home here. Give me the Cavs minus three and a half or 10 bucks. I think Cavs still doing uh, some uh, injury issue, dealing with some deal, uh, injury issues with uh, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. So, I mean, there is that to consider. However, yeah, I'm all over this game. I'm, I'm I'm betting Cleveland here. Cleveland playing some better basketball as of late. The 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 bets they had like an early season surge, but they're f- fading. They're going to be out of the playoff picture, I think. They were a team that was hanging in there, but I mean, the funny thing is, this just, they'll fall out of the playoff picture, and I don't know who's going to jump into it. Right. <laughs> like, uh, it's Atlanta or Toronto, and you know that maybe could do it. Um, Cleveland, yeah, uh, you know, pretty good home team. You, you'd expect them to be better. I think they'll, I think they'll get more competitive uh, as the season goes on. And uh, this is a game that they should win and cover. So yeah, ten dollar bet on the Cavs. That's the only game I'm betting on. You said you like this slate. I can't wait to hear this. What are you betting on? <laughs> uh, I'm going to bet OKC minus thirteen against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, if, if there's a team that can lose by more than, you know, double digits, <laughs> triple digits maybe, Portland, Portland's in the conversation, right? Um, I, I, I've i made money fading this Portland team on big lines before. OKC is a team that can put up big numbers. And just by their season averages, I mean, they're beating opponents on average by eight points. You know, they've got a, a, like an eight point per game differential just on average. So for them to take on a Portland team, I honestly think that this could be a, a messy blowout. So $10 bet on the Thunder. I mean, I looked at it. I I agree with you. I'll get moral support. I think what I just two touchdowns, right? 13 and a half points. Just uh, yes. I would not be surprised if they lose like Golden State lost last night. But I just, I'm not betting 13 and a half. I'll give you moral support. And if we need to, we can maybe even put it in the parlay. But uh, man, two touchdowns, that's a lot of points. All right, last one up for me. Um, Man, one of the hottest teams in basketball. They made some trades, and these trades look like they have played out really fucking well. And they might not be done. The New York Knicks 
are playing some fucking fantastic basketball right now. And uh, I know that they don't have a stellar road record, but it has been getting better as of late. I mean, if this was at home, I bet you'd be all over the Knicks. I don't trust this Dallas team. I, man, there's, they're on the cusp of maybe an implosion with Kyrie. Maybe uh, Kevin Durant's apparently maybe upset in Phoenix. Kyrie might be upset again. I don't know. I don't know what what the fucking make of these two fucking jokers. But yeah, Dallas fading. Knicks rising, ten dollar bet on New York. Um, yeah, probably. I I just couldn't bet the Knicks on the road. Though the whole thing with seeing the Knicks as a four and a half point favorite, I'm saying, what the fuck? Well, what the fuck is Luca's not playing, and with no Luca, you really, I mean, you put all your marbles in Kyrie Irving's pocket, and I mean, there's gonna be some marbles all over the floor. I. I I get the line now. I mean, Kyrie has, to his credit, he's not been a problem in Dallas. Um, and Dallas is going to go as far as Kyrie and Luka together take them. But when one or the other is missing, it's not been very good for the map. So I will lean the Knicks, but I, <laughs> I don't like giving up points, betting on the Knicks on the road. That just that, that didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Who's going to miss the game for Boston tonight? Porzingis didn't play last night, which makes him makes me think that he's playing tonight. But explain this line to me. Ex- ex- explain this line to me unless Tatum or Brown are out, which they could be fined for because this is a marquee matchup and you're not supposed to sit your fucking starters in a marquee matchup. But who's out for the Celtics? The, the six? The Celtics getting I- six? I'm seeing nobody. Porzingis game time decision. Cameron Payne for the Bucks game time decision insignificant. Bucks have lost four of their last five. Like I'm, I'm Boston is getting six and a half. Almost, almost got to bet it. Almost got to bet that. I, I'm, yeah, I'm just flabbergasted by this. Uh, Boston did play an overtime game yesterday. Uh, Ended up beating uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and co- I think covering. I think they were their favorite. Yeah, I think they covered that one. Um, I saw that thing all the way up to like eight and a half or nine and a half. Oh, did it, it? got worse. Yeah. Oh, it got, it got. Yeah. Oh my god, it got down to ten and a half. Oof. We had. Yeah. I think we. I think we had it at six and a half or seven. Maybe it was a dumb push. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Boston ended up winning that one in overtime. So maybe someone sits, but I just saw that one and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to think about it. So I'm just gonna stay away. Um, then the last game on the evening, man, that's a no better, right? Suns, Lakers. I mean, the, both can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I mean, if that's one of those, if the, the stadium imploded, it would be a win for everybody. But uh, <laughs> how, yeah, how do you trust either one of these teams? Like really they're, they're both absolute dog shit. I don't like either one of them. Maybe, maybe but the Lakers are home, right? So maybe the Lakers, but yeah. I, I can't touch this game. All right, let's get over to the ice. Um, as I mentioned, I only got one game that I'm on. You, I, There's some that I was close to leaning, so you might be able to nudge me in at least for the DJ and parlay. I'm sure that we probably have some moral support agreement on some of these. I just, Yeah, I just did not like today's slate. Let me see if I can get some moral support right out of the gate. The L.A. Kings are at Florida taking on my namesake, the Panthers. The L.A. Kings, for everything they did right the first 
third of the season, they're doing wrong right now. They are in a funk, and they cannot get out of their way. This was a team that was undefeated for the longest time on the road. They can't win at home. Now they can't win on the road. Florida minus 140 at home. Dare I say that's a value play. Give me the Panthers for 10 bucks. Yeah, if you're factoring recency, uh, Florida Panthers is definitely the play in this one. Uh, probably the hottest team in hockey as it stands right now. A team that is very, very tough to beat at home. Uh, Kings, you know, they are a, you know, really good road team or were a really good road team, but they are slumping right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you see this with some of the, the, the teams in this league. They, they go on these, like, really insane hot streaks and then just dump a bunch of games in a row. It's like the law of averages or something like that. I uh, have to look at the luck factor on this one. Um, yeah, I'll lean the Panthers with you in this one. I just, I just couldn't bet it. All right, next game up, Vancouver going to Pittsburgh, take on the yellow and black pirate attack. The Canucks, I mean, they've regressed a little bit, but they're still one of the best teams in the NHL. I've made a ton of money betting on them. You look at a trust factor between them and the Penguins, I, I trust the Canucks more, even on the road. I'm getting a plus line. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why Pittsburgh's the favorite, but I'll take Vancouver in that plus line for 10 bucks. You know, in the scheme of things, Pittsburgh's not a terrible team. I and mean, that's that's a funny thing is, is I mean, they are um, kind of competitive, but the, the East looks very competitive compared to, you know, some, some, you know, like comparing to the West, like I think, I think the East is more competitive than, than the West right now. Pittsburgh, not a terrible team. And, the, and over the last 10 games been playing some good hockey. Um, I, I did not. I, yeah. I mean, I'll lean Vancouver with you. I just, I couldn't understand uh, a plus line on Vancouver here. Um, I can, yeah, I can understand this being closer than, than maybe, uh, the general public would think because Pittsburgh is, is playing some decent hockey, but man, yeah, it's something that seemed off about this one. So I'll lean Vancouver with you and uh, maybe we'll throw it into the DJ parlay cause it's a plus line, but yeah, weird, very weird. Uh, maybe this is the game. Now it's a guessing game to see which game that you're on. Maybe this is the one, the Kraken are in Washington, take on the Capitals. Capitals, I mean, same thing we talk about. They're not a bad team. They're not a great team. They're old. They're veteran. They got leadership. They're competitive. They're not going to get blown out. But the Kraken have been red hot. I mean, this is a team that has been absolutely scorching for the last month or so. And I can get them at minus 125. I'll take the Kraken here to take care of the old Wiley Betts for 10 bucks. Yeah, this is probably out of the bunch, the one that I like the most. I'm still not betting it, but uh, yeah, tons of more sport on Seattle here. I, yeah, as I mentioned, I just I did not like today's slate. Uh, my implied probability was just not there in any of the games. This one was close, though. So yeah, tons of support on Seattle. The last game up for me, my Vegas Golden Knights did exactly what I thought they would do last night. They lost. They drew the Colorado Avalanche now. They draw the Boston Bruins, who haven't been as good as of late. Their their recency, they've I would say they're bad. They just haven't been as dominant as they have for the majority of the season. That said, I think we're seeing the real Vegas Golden Knights. This is a team that did get fat off a very soft schedule. Now they're playing really good playoff Stanley Cup caliber teams, and they're not measuring up. 
And I think this is another game where they're at home and they don't measure up. At Boston minus 125, I got a ton of value here. Give me the Bruins for 10 bucks. Yeah, another one. More support here on the Bruins. I do think, uh, you know, they should be able to get it done. But you're right. I mean, they're okay. They've been decent recently. Same as the Rangers. The Rangers have been decent recently. And as, as such, I mean, a team like Florida, who's red hot, could jump out and, and take over the East. Um, they've already uh, matched the Rangers' uh, points. They're two points behind Boston in the standings. Um so, yeah, I mean, Boston kind of needs this one to stay ahead of Florida over there in the Atlantic. I do think they get the win. So, yeah, leaning Boston. All right. Well, I guess I didn't guess which game it was, so I'm done. What hockey game are you betting? Well, I knew you weren't going to bet the, the one that I'm betting because you never will ever bet this team. And I probably shouldn't bet this fucking team. New Jersey on the road? No, Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, fuck the Leafs. Yeah. At least it's not a big chalky fucking line, you know. It's, it's usually when it's the big ch- chalky lines that the Toronto Maple Leafs shit the fucking bed. Um, but yeah, against the Islanders, the Islanders. I mean, same thing because the fact is the East is so competitive. The Islanders, not a bad team, but recently have just not looked very good. Toronto, I, they've won four games in a row. I think they're they're starting to hit uh, some you know consistency. Damn, 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 damn good team on the road. Much better on the road than they are at home. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Toronto is the play today. So $10 bet on the Maple Leafs. Um, You know I'm not going to bet Toronto, like, probably ever. Uh, Islanders, if they could just win some overtime games, (laughs) they'd be right there. Like, it's their overtime losses that really cost them this season. I mean, you're probably on the right side, but, you know, I'm not betting Toronto. All right, let's put together Dijon Parlay. We've got the Seattle Kraken. We do have... Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, and then in the NBA, we did bet the Cleveland Cavs together. So that DJ Parlay plays 662 on this Thursday. Panther, take us home. All right, well, you guys know that man, we're just dodging weather all over the place. I got up stupid early last night, uh, went to work at like 9 30, so I'm just out here dodging weather. But you guys know the deal, we're hanging out in our Discord channel. Join the asylum, come in here and shoot the shit with us, call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. When it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.